Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone and a welcome back to another episode of the Experts Podcast. And may I just send out an apology to all our loyal listeners. We're sorry we didn't get one out last week. Uh, a slight little malfunction from my end, trying to get down the very feedback that we got from Meet the Media. Carmen did an amazing job getting recordings of everyone that came to Meet the Media, but we just couldn't compile them and put them together. Hello, Carms. Hi, Nick. Yeah, I know. We're a bit of a comedy errors between us, weren't we? I really struggled with it too. I think the mistake I made is I recorded it really high quality on my phone and then it took ages to up and download places, didn't it? It was the highest quality pics. And if you jump onto the Media Stable uh, Instagram or Twitter, you'll see some of the best video I have ever seen produced from a social for a social media post. Um, but they were just too high res. But uh, what an event it was, Carlos. Mm. It's a great little chance just to do a bit of a debrief and a bit of a, a catch up on that because I saw you at both Meet the Medias. And if you know Carmen Braidwood, you know that when she goes to events, she is one of the most avid note takers I have ever seen. Why you do it, Carms? <laughs> it it is a little bit <laughs> embarrassing. Like I just if you if you're not watching the video, I just like shielded my eyes in embarrassment. And I know sometimes it puts people off, but I love my notes, right? It's how I learn, that's one thing. And that uni I was exactly the same. But the other thing is my notes from Meet the Media have become the most searchable and relied upon document in my professional toolkit. I will often, when I'm working with a client, go, oh, we we at Meet the Media met a producer who could help you with that. And I just do a quick search. You know, if you've got a Word doc, this is the thing I used to do as a producer all the time. I'd have a Word doc of all my contacts. And, if, you know, you're looking for a certain kind of expert, you just search that document and go find them. And with that in mind, yeah, I now make sure I make very exhaustive notes and meet the media. I love that. You know why? And it's a great uh, message for all of us. Even if you are uh, a professional in the media and communications game, you can still continue to learn. Mm. And it is those hints and tips that you get from others uh, that does make a difference. And I know that when we were hitting on some good points and you were tapping away I knew that we were on the right track. I thought, right, we are saying the right things because Carmen's writing them down. It was good um, feedback it, for it you was on wonderful. stage. Um, <laughs> I like that. It certainly was. And as, a, as an MC and as someone who's trying to coordinate and bring it all together, you know, you, you do you do look for those kind of indications as to whether people are, are taking it in, whether they're absorbing it, whether they're falling asleep. Um, well, yeah, you hope I know. that they're not. I worry that people think I was doing it, it, other work. I wasn't doing other work. I was writing the room, <laughs> listening to what you were saying, listening to what you were getting from the various media on stage. And what I also do during that time is think about 
pitches that could work for those various media agencies. And look, I can't necessarily for myself get media with those agencies because for some reason I'm kind of known as a Channel 9 person. Don't get me started. But, right, (laughs) which is lovely. Um, But, you know, it's about my clients, right? So I'm just trying to exercise the pitching muscle and get used to understanding what those various agencies and I'm talking about the, the the media agencies, if you like. So which which each show and producer is looking for in a story. And I've always said anything to do with getting your story told or getting a story onto a TV or radio show is a little bit of a muscle that needs to be flexed. You have to exercise it, otherwise it gets a bit flabby. It certainly does. And mm. I also think that you can never, ever perfect this. It's almost that sort of thing that you have to continue to work on. And I love that exercising of that muscle because I think if we don't do that and if you've let it go for a little period of time, you know what it's like when you go to the gym and and I haven't been for four weeks and (laughs) all of a sudden you're trying to do the same weights that you were doing four weeks ago. It's like, oh, mate, come on, get back to you've got to go back to the start, build up and keep continuing to work on it and get healthy, get fit. Mm. And get media fit. That's that's yeah. what we're aiming to do. Yeah, media fitness. I like it. All right. Well, let's have a chat about the Meet the Media because there's a couple yeah. of things I wanted to raise with you. Mm. That good takeaways. I think it came from both Melbourne. Yeah, good takeaways, but maybe not just a takeaway show, maybe just a few observations that came from this particular series of Meet the Media. Mm. Um, I, I'll, put it, I'll put it out there. I think it was one of the best we've ever put on. Mm. Um we didn't have the most amount of people attending. There was around sixty to seventy at each event. Um, they were done. They were done very well. It was very comfortable. It was it was very good and a very broad range of media, as yeah. we always try to do. But there was a few lessons I did learn, and that was coming from uh, I'll say the Sydney one to kick off. Yeah, is that the change of media, the change in the way media is working and operating, and also to the people that we're hearing from today might not necessarily be there tomorrow. Yeah. And I won't name the two producers that I've spoke to. I got word as soon as I sort of finished it, they were actually planning to finish up before the end of the year. Yeah, okay. And it really hit home hard about everything that we're doing in building relationships and connections. As much as we build those relationships and connections, the media in its nature is going to continue to evolve. It's going to continue to move. It's a moving feast that you're never actually really going to have your claws in. You're just going to have moments. And I think we've got to be really clear with this. It's about relationships. It's about good content. But you've got to be good at what you're doing. And and when you get that opportunity that you do it well, so that the replacement producer or the Mm. person that gets that opportunity to take on that new role still sees you as that uh, contributor, that ongoing expert for whatever program it might be, because that relationship with that producer is going to change. It's always going to. You're never going to have that same person sitting in front of you uh, for the years to come. Yeah, you've really got to keep your media relationships up to date. And again, that's why, you know, even after 22 years in the broadcast media, 
I, I attend events like Meet the Media. There's huge amount of value for me in just understanding the lay of the land and who's who. And oh, honestly, I worked at 6PR, what, two years ago, and there are names on air and off air there that I, I couldn't even, I don't even know who they are, right? So it doesn't take long for the change <laughs> to roll through. And I'll tell you what, Nick, that twice MediaNet stood up on stage and gave us the outcomes from their journalists' uh, study. They got all the journalists and the media professionals, uh, marketing professionals, related industries to respond and talk about the state of these industries. And they all said that journalists are feeling overworked, they're feeling stressed, there's more and more duties being piled on to one individual inside media companies now. So it stands to reason the staff turnover is incredibly high. So as an expert engaging the media, you've really got to take that into account when you're thinking about those relationships. But it's not all doom and gloom. It's also opportunity. You know, that's when you get ants if you're yeah, the new kid on the block to say, hey, if you're ever stuck or, hey, it's a new show. And that was something quite high on my agenda, I felt, when uh, we were talking to Tom Elliott's producer over there in Melbourne at Meet the Media Melbourne. Have I got this right? 3AW. James Sabo. James Sabo, right. So James Sabo looking after the Tom Elliott show in, I believe, Drive right now and moving into mornings to replace Neil Mitchell. So the new mornings program in Melbourne, what an opportunity. You want to understand what makes Tom Elliott tick. Get to know that show. Listen to the presenter. You know, if you can know all the little things that that get him excited, thanks to excellent feedback from the producer you had in the room there at Meet the Media, you've got an opportunity to become the new expert in your industry on that show. Yeah, yeah. All you really need to do is, for, from James's uh, uh, perception, there is bring in beer, Carlton <laughs> Football Club, and uh, and cars, hotted up cars. He loves them. And look, you, I, I think you're spot on there. I, I, I'll, I'll harp back to the point though around the movement side because yeah. I think this is when we first launched Meet the Media, we built it around again, and and what Media Stable is all about is about relationships. Mm. Um, it's more than just the content. It's a, a trusted source media asset that we're trying to build between both the expert and the media outlet. But the relationship, while it might move on, we need to continue and maintain it, but also to learn from the very people that are sitting there because they're, they're moving on for bigger and greener pastures. Yeah. And sometimes those bigger and greener pastures mean bigger opportunities for you. And, and that's that's what I do love and adore about the way that media works is that if you continue to have that relationship with either a producer, presenter, a journalist, wherever they head off to, guess what? They're taking you with them. And that's, that's, that's what we're trying to do here is keep those relationships strong because you just don't know where they'll end up. And I'll say one thing about one particular producer that might be ending up at the end of this year. Yeah. That producer will, and I will put a prediction out there, that in the next three years will be the host of his own radio, high-end radio program, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, so Interesting. I might be a little bit cryptic here at the moment, comes, but I might release it later on in the podcast to, to know exactly who that is. Oh, really? But You're right. Okay. Your relationships and connections are so hot. They're so good. You've got to continue. And like you do in business, like you do in anything, in family, in life, continue building those relationships and learn from those that are in the place. So that's my first observation with Meet the Media yeah. this year. I just noticed that 
even the eight years that we've been doing it, the consistency for a lot of the journalists that we do bring to the program, they do tend to stay where they're at. Mm. But there's a lot of shake-up. There's a lot of movement going on and you've got to be ready for that. Yeah, and this is the time of year for it too. So it's kind of opportune, isn't it, that the Melbourne-Sydney Roadshow, which we're all, there's kind of an unofficial gang of experts rolling around to both the Melbourne and the Sydney Meet the Media. We're calling it the Roadshow. We're doing <laughs> it a, like a rock star tour of the East Coast, those of us who, who <laughs> reside in the West, and going, hey, it's a good time of year to stick your face in front of some really prominent producers and journalists in Australia. Australia's uh, biggest media companies. It was very exciting. It was. It was, certainly was. Now, the other big thing I learned, mm-hmm. and I, I actually learned it from the experts that were in attendance, and you actually just harped in on a little bit at the beginning while you were note-taking around your pitches. I looked at a lot of the media, a lot of the uh, experts that were in the room and listening into the pitches and the way that they were communicating with the different media uh, at each table the pitches changed. Yeah. They didn't just go in with one or two. They had six to seven different pitches. Yep. And I think I think that this is the reason the reason this actually started to work was that they consumed from the panels and understood what each of the producers and their presenters or the journalists or their media houses were looking for. Yeah. And tailored those pitches particularly to it. Yeah, they got and strategic. Carl, you and I both know that mm. They got very strategic. And you and I both know that the hardest thing, particularly when you're trying to put an expert or trying to uh, present someone out there for earned media, mm. that they sometimes are a little too rigid. They stay strictly to their lanes, mm. don't move out. But I saw a lot of great pitches that actually went very broad, very wide. Some went very insular, yeah. but... They changed it around for each of the media that they were going for, and I thought that was perfect. We've got a really smart group of attendees that understood that they've got to change their pitch to the audience of that media. Yeah, exactly. In the real world, if you're sitting at home or at your desk at your your workplace trying to think, okay, how am I going to get some PR for this thing that I want to talk about or get myself used as an expert, you need to do a tailored pitch to the individual media organisation that you want to appear on. You need to be familiar with the program, with the presenter, the kind of content that they like to do. And so Meet the Media was a very good opportunity for particularly the more experienced, I would say, experts and, and PRs in the room to go, hey, I'm going to just try try out a different story here. I'm just going to throw something out there and see what the feedback is. I love to do that. You don't even have to necessarily be in a position to follow up on it. It's just go, hey, if I was to throw something at you like this, what do you think of that? And that's really valuable feedback before it's the real deal, if you like, when you're trying to land in someone's inbox or get their phone number and leave them a message. I just think if you've if you've done the work, if you've done the homework beforehand, and and it's not we're not talking years, we're not talking hours, we're mm. we're even just talking thirty minutes worth of research around the the topic or issue, and and also to learn a bit more about the program that you're actually pitching to, you're going to have so much more success. And we we did hear you know James Zabo from Three AW say, look, if you were listening to my program, or if you've got something else to add to it, or if you've you liked the way that Tom dealt with this, but here's my position on it. You, you've just reached and tapped into that ego and also to an understanding of the program that just fits so beautifully with them. Yeah. They, they, they're, they're very ego-driven media. Yeah. They love it. They we love to, to hear their name. <laughs> they love to hear that someone makes a difference. Absolutely. 
I just did one with Mix 102 um, over here in Adelaide. Yeah. And uh, for a, a certain event that's taking place this weekend, the Budgie Fest, oh, we, we do all the big stories here in South Australia. <laughs> but uh, the spike in media engagement on the website from mm. just listening to Mix 102.3, uh, the Ellie Clark breakfast show, yeah. the, it went through the roof. So if anyone's trying to say that uh, mainstream media is dead, um, wake up because it is a massive audience that is actually working or will come back to your digital platforms if you give them a chance to hear it on mainstream media. So yeah. I know I've sort of taken a different tangent there, but mm. it is so important that you're working both. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, tailor your pictures, have mainstream media and what I like to call the modern media in your toolkit of ways that you're using uh, to get your brand out there. And it's not just the audience of those mainstream media that you're tapping into, is it? It's the brand association. When you're associated with a big, big brand uh, alongside your, you know, built from the ground up brand, the two of you look pretty powerful side by side. So it's all of that benefit that you're getting from it. Can I give you my my takeaway that I noticed? I'm not, I reckon you're going to guess do. it. I, I, it was music to my ears, Nick, when I heard not just Jasmine Costas of Sunrise say this. I think she got a general agreement from the panellists side by side with her and the panellists who came up after. She said, if you pitch yourself as an expert to the media, we will go to your socials. We will check for videos. We will Google yeah. you and we'll check if you can string a few words together. There it is in Jasmine's black and white spoken word, that is the proof there's a revenue opportunity from making video content where you speak from your expertise. I just can't say it enough. You've got to take the time to make that content. You've got to do it regularly. You've got to respond to topical things going on in your industry out of your own mouth, on your own socials. Don't take shortcuts on this stuff. The media are watching and that was the proof. Yeah, I love that. I love that, Carms. And I, I, I think partly because we do, and you and I know that we, we even ourselves spend a lot of time on our social platforms, sending, communicating, putting messages out there. But sometimes we just go, why are we doing this? Mm. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. It takes a lot of energy. And, you know, it's not free. No. I tell you this one thing, social free. media is not free. Mm. If you put all the time and energy that you put into that and if you put a dollar sign next to what your time and energy to do that is worth, I guarantee that might be your biggest expense going around. Mm. But what it is easy to do, it is easy to do, but it's hard to do well. Yeah. But you're right, Jasmine Costas did say this and as did every single media outlet. The first thing they're going to go look at once they've got a pitch or a story from you, can the person speak? Do they do they fit the mould? Yeah. Are they able to string a couple of sentences together? Do they stutter? Do they not? Are they not going to deliver yeah. the very thing that we're doing? So it, it is enormous proof for what you're doing and uh, bringing it together. Get onto your socials. Yeah. And if you can hear that banging in the background, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that renovation <laughs> is brought to you by my new office. Uh, and I can't do much about it. Well, at least the office is on its way. That's encouraging. That's really good news. I'm delighted for you. Soundproof circumstances for the Experts podcast in the future. For now, though, the opposite. It's on cue. It's on cue just when I really need it to be quiet. Mate, 
I, I do love that, and and, mm. and I, I'm glad you took that, and I knew you would have taken that as a, as a key highlight too, because obviously with what um, we all do in this space, it's just also a reminder that the time and energy that you do put into your socials, it's not wasted. No. And I think if you do it, make sure that you're doing it well, uh, because people are watching, and those rush posts that you do, those little things that you probably, you know, might not even be in your content calendar. You might be just doing them randomly. You might want to double, uh, you know, rethink that because it's uh, it will and can play a, a role in your future chances of getting in the media. Mm. One other one I want to deliver to you too, Carms, while we've still got you, we've still got a few more minutes left. <laughs> um, I found that the, the media couldn't have been... Uh, more nice uh we i often talk about this as Mm. and it's always the when i do my closer for the meet the media program is i always ask the attendees how nice are these guys and um it's because you're you're not in that environment where you're pitching a story and there's going to be a transaction potentially going to take place this is more around education this is information it's media training at its best but it's it's where two parties have come together to work and help each other yeah and I really enjoy that. And one of the things I suppose that did catch my eye was Hannah Sinclair from Channel 9's A Current Affair, yep. a program that's traditionally fairly negative. Uh, it will be focusing on bad tradies, mm. you know, bad neighbours, etc. They tend to race you down uh uh chasing you outside of a court yeah, bit room of wobble or cam, whatever it might be. They like be. to but call it, yeah. Bit of wobble cam. <laughs> I love it, I love it, wobble cam. <laughs> But um, but what I really found with Hannah was the fact that um, she said, look, it's not all negative. No. We actually do a lot of good positive stories. And you, with the size of the audience that A Current Affair has, uh, I remember doing a, a podcast with Timbo Reid from us, uh, uh, Big Marketing, Small small Business Big Marketing. He's, he gave up an opportunity to work with A Current Affair because he, he just didn't like the way that A Current Affair approached its stories. He, yeah, he right. felt that he might be heading down a wrong path. But he had a positive story to tell yep. um, and he gave up a national audience. So I think you find that uh, mm. the journos, when they're very giving, they're, they're, they're very much prepared to make you a better expert because when, they're, when you're a better expert, you're better talent for their stories and it's a win-win situation. But I discovered probably more so from the Sydney and Melbourne events that uh, the media were just so giving. Yeah. And probably more so than they have been in previous years. I think there's a real appetite and desire of media to really get the best from their experts. Well, let's not forget, right? And I think it is very easy to forget this when we're pitching, when we're kind of laying ourselves out there kind of vulnerably saying, please use me. Here's my story. How can I get on your show? It's very easy to forget that the media need us. (laughs) as much as we need them. They might not yes. make you feel like that yes, when you do. contact the chief of staff at 7 in the morning, you know, maybe not, right? But they they do need you. They might not sort of layer on all the niceties and all of that relationship building stuff in, during that exchange because they've got deadlines and other things they're looking to adhere to. They're kind of triaging stories and yours might not make it to the top on that particular occasion. It doesn't mean, though, that you should back away it's just how the media operate and they do they do they do they do need you so try and keep that front of mind yeah really good 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 points there because I think it's again uh, even just this afternoon I was talking to an expert that felt very disheartened didn't 
feel like making any real impact. Um, got quite a few knockbacks. Um, didn't do a lot about it though, unfortunately. Mm. I, I felt, you know, you, you sort of, you take the swings, you, you, you go with, you roll with the punches, but also too, there's always going to be big moments and opportunities. And when you look back at what they've done in the past, they've had some significant media opportunities, but they were too focused on the knockbacks than yeah. they were on the wins. And when you when you like that, it's sort of probably more a reflection of you yeah. that that's the kind of person that you are. You really should focus on on the wins, and the knockbacks are just a lesson to be learned to get better at what you're doing. They and are. You're never going to learn without those. Absolutely, and, and and it might not have anything to do with you and your expertise. It might just be timing, relevance, mm-hmm. the fact that the media cycle is just not fit or ready for you at this point. But just. Focus on the positives. Yeah, I always like to say the media is not necessarily a very safe place for a person whose default is a, a, a kind of a negative level of self-respect. You know, you might if you're a person who needs your tyres pumped up a lot, it, it can be difficult. You need to become a person who's pretty good at doing that for themselves and I had to do that personally myself when I worked in the media and I try and practice that every day. It's, it's a little thing called this, I don't know what it is, it's like the um, buyer's remorse. You'll do a bit of life media hang up the phone or walk out of the studio and go oh I did that wrong did this wrong oh my god how terrible believe me no news is good news in the media if you get an email of feedback Um, they have they have to really go out of their way to do that and it won't be for the good stuff it'll be for the hey can you just not talk so freaking much next time you know if they'll feel like they absolutely have to give you the feedback so try and treat yourself to a bit of hey if they haven't said anything chances are you're just great and let's move on and, and look, just while we're, we're closing off here on that and just some amazing media that have actually resulted from Meet the Media. Yeah. So your girl that you were training, Amanda Slinger. Amanda Slinger. Uh, did Sunrise. Sleep and yeah, rest expert. The there sleep she expert. is. She did Sunrise. Yep. There she is. Um, we had uh, Dr. Tanvira Amid, who is very popular on Channel 9, couldn't get a gig on Channel 7. Next thing you know, Sunrise. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 2GB, 3AW. Uh, they've all been in contact. They're talking to these experts that come in. And you know why, Calms? Because the people that attended the Meet the Media, and I'm, and I'm not disrespecting those that haven't, mm. but if you, if, you t- if you make the time, if mm. you p- put your energy into doing this and going to an event like that and putting yourself out, then they'll put themselves out as well. Yeah. Uh, they're actually desperate to meet a different range of experts and commentators, but they just don't have time to do that. No, and they want the so ones that are kind of pre-qualified. My last hint, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, they, but at, at the end of the day too, they, they kind of want to eyeball to eyeball you mm. and say, you'd be really good on a program or a segment that we're doing. Um, so, you know, I, I just... I think that if you do that and if you make the effort to do it, it's a mutual respect mm-hmm. between two parties that have just got a better opportunity of working together uh, than those that haven't attended. So yeah. it's it's a great chance to do it and I, and I love doing it. Yeah, absolutely. The people in the room, the people who bother to get themselves that bit of training so they're ready for that next opportunity. The media are watching. I said it earlier. The media are watching your socials. Connect with them on the socials. LinkedIn's a great place to do that after Meet the Media. It definitely pays off. Yeah, and it has and it's doing it right now. Well, mm. um, Calms, thank you for coming along to Meet the Media. Thank you for taking the time and energy to, to do that. I keep saying time and energy because I think that is our two... Mm. 
uh, most important uh, transferables that we can yeah. for, for anything currency, isn't put it? the time and energy to do it. Yeah, big, big it's currency. It's massive currency and it's the currency of experts. So uh, make sure that you're at the next one. Uh, the next ones don't start taking back place until 2024, but we look forward to that. Um, last but not least, I thought it'd be a great little opportunity. You did meet a, a very ranging group of experts in the at Meet yeah. the Media this year. Anyone catch your eye as far as um, doing something a little differently? Yeah, actually, I wrote down a few people during our, you know, of course, in the copious amounts of notes, which I'm now scanning. But somebody comes to mind, actually, it's Michael Henderson, who does this uh, restoration of old photographs. And he's got this cool angle, right? They're, they're bringing into the digital world all our old photos and footage so that you can save them for future prosperity. But what's the first thing he says at the start of his speech? What's the first thing you grab when the house is on fire? You grab your photos, right? Right? People talk about it all the time. And of course you do. You know, and to me, that was a very compelling pitch. And and Michael got good feedback on his pitch. You know, he would like to be part of those bushfire preparation stories um, when he was going around the room. So hopefully he gets some media. Uh, but, you know, the thing that we discovered with what Michael's doing is he's yet to build that social media presence that's going to bring trust to his brand when media and other organisations check him out. So, yeah, look, he, he really stood out while I was in the room. Uh, that was a very good one. Uh, who else did I write down? Uh, look, I, I, I'll quickly throw in while you're yeah. having a look at yours. Scott Taylor and his body language expertise, uh, internationally renowned now with the way that and training that he has. Absolutely fascinating. I think he's going to get picked up everywhere. Um, Kirsten Baus in Melbourne. Yes. Uh, now, she is handling as a menopause expert and I think – that's a topic and a subject that's getting a lot of coverage at the moment. I think yeah. Kirsten will do amazingly well there. I know. Why do we not uh, talk yeah, about I, menopause? I, I, it's I was... unreal. Uh, what about Rachel Matthews, the author, who's written a beautiful comedy, which I'm currently reading, a beautiful comedy novel. You know, but the the sub story is that Rachel unearthed. It's about dating in in your older years, right? So maybe you're separated after a 20 year, 30 year marriage, and not that old, <laughs> but you're kind of out there again. And there's these images of perfection you're trying to go up against. And she discovered quite a quite a sad, heartbreaking story that's going playing out there amongst our people in their singles singles in their 40s and 50s and Rachel's an academic she's got great insight to share from the research that she did for this novel and I really enjoyed chatting to Rachel yeah Dr Rachel Matthews and she is a very very funny woman she's hilarious um, did enjoy my time <laughs> with her hey we've got to go you've got to go get to your next meet and I've got to get uh, you know what it's it's late here Knock in Adelaide off, I'm, I'm looking forward to it for you. it's been a, it's been a long day get some but can earmuffs I thank you, you for coming along and I and, and I <laughs> And I want to thank everyone that did make the effort to get there. It was it was an amazing series, and I'm looking forward to next year's one. We're planning those already, and there'll be some fresh and new talent, new media there, mm. and uh, looking forward to it. So uh, it'll be a lot of fun. So Thanks, Nick. That's us for the week. We'll catch up with you next week when we talk to another expert or another media. Have a great weekend. Ta-da. You've been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.